folks, we're back. And it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host. Who? It's Radio Strongman, Kim Wade. I am coming to you alive from WYAB 1039 FM. Well, folks, it is Thursday. Glad to be back in the studios and at election season. Next Tuesday is the、uh, general election. And to that end, we have called back by popular demand, I might add, Dan Dickerson.、Uh, he is the election commissioner incumbent and he's running for re election. And he's here in the studios with us. One more last time. Dan, how goes it, sir? Hey, it's fantastic, Kim. It's an interesting experience, both running election, running an election, and also running for election. Oh, that's right. They've got me running in all directions. That is right. You do have to make sure that the elections are actually put on, not just. That's correct. <clears throat> well, how's that coming for you? I mean,、uh, it's got you working, what, 18, 20 hour days? We're busy. We're plenty busy. I was out in front of a chicken plant in Canton this morning passing out brochures.、Mm-hmm. Then I went back to the office and started getting,、uh, finishing our supply bags.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of exhilarating. So, you know, something I, I mentioned last time I was here I love elections. I've always loved elections.、Right. You know, I'm old enough, probably even you are old enough, <laughs> to remember when in America elections were fun. Yes. They're not so much fun anymore, and I'd like to see that turn around. Well, you know, I think the, that could be turned around by your pledge and your pledge that has been honored through your four years' of work to date、uh, of delivering honest and fair elections.、Uh, fair to, you know, as many people as possible with the, with the ability that you have to do that with your one position. Yeah, th- that is the key. I mean, people want to be very partisan about. The election process, and I don't think that's the right direction. There, there is a place for partisanship in this country, an important place, but that's out in the public square. When I go out and talk with people, I don't talk as a Republican or as a Democrat about elections. I might want to talk about it as a Republican about other things, but of course, there are restrictions on that for an election commissioner.、Mm-hmm. But I, I find that the vast majority of people, there are some exceptions, the vast majority of people want a clean election process. They want to go into the polls. They want to be treated courteously. They want to be treated professionally.、Mm-hmm. They want to know that when the election is over, whether they like the results or not, that it was clean. That's right. You know, my, my view is when, when you finish the game, and I pulled out the speaker, I can see.、Mm-hmm. But when you finish the game, whether the, whether the opponents like the results or hate the results, If they go away saying, well, it was a fair election, the people spoke, that's what you want to see achieved. That's what, what all Americans, or at least the vast majority of Americans, want to see achieved. I would agree. I would agree, folks. We're talking with Dan Dickerson, and he's here in the studios. Election is on November 7th. That's next Tuesday. And Dan is here telling, about, telling you about why it's important that the Election Commission、uh, operates with integrity, fairness, And、uh, transparency. Transparency is the key, right? Yeah, tra- tra- I can't emphasize that enough. You know, people are often putting down Mississippi. I've lived here for 31 years. I love the state.、Mm-hmm. But I, you know, even when I go up north, well, what's it like in Mississippi? It's fantastic in Mississippi. I wish I could get you across. I mean, I go to, I, I'm originally from New York,、mm-hmm. and you see some conditions in New York that are not,、uh, not optimum.、Right. And yet I hear, what's it like in Mississippi? You know, I've, I've, I've lived in seven different states.、Mm-hmm. I've worked in politics in all seven of those states. 
We have the best election system in Mississippi of any of them, and I think it would rank in the top 10. And one of the key reasons it's so good is because of transparency. Uh, everything about the system encourages the public to be part of it. Uh, for example, poll worker training, we make that widely available to anybody that wants it. Uh, poll watchers, unlike in some other states, if you are a certified, uh, a credentialed poll watcher, and it doesn't take much to be one, you can walk into the poll while they're setting it up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You can come in at any point of the day, and, and by law, you can listen and hear all election activities. Another thing that's not widely known in this state and something we emphasize to our poll workers, at the end of the day, our bailiff stands at the end of the line, and at 7 o'clock, he stands behind the last person in the line and says, the polls are closed. He gets to be very dramatic. He also in the morning gets to say, the polls are open. You know, it's kind of the starring role or supporting player or something. But once that last voter goes through and casts his or her vote, you would think they lock the doors. They don't. In Mississippi, the doors are left open. And any citizen who wants to and wants to watch the count is welcome to walk on in, pull up a chair, and watch the whole process. Hmm. That isn't true in every state, but it is here. We really put a lot of emphasis on transparency in Mississippi, and I think that's a great thing. Okay, folks, we're talking with Dan Dickinson, and he's running in District 4. Please look for his name on the ballot. Dan, take this opportunity and tell us what is the boundaries of District 4, some of the communities that are there, neighborhoods, et cetera. District 4 has been changed around by the redistricting process. You'll have another guest tonight, probably will talk about that. But we are a very large district, and we are very diverse. District 4, if if your supervisor is Carl Banks, you live in District 4, I'm your election commissioner. But District 4 starts at the Canton Town Square, goes all the way through West Canton, all the way down Route 22 and everything north of Route 22. So all that beautiful rural area, the pine trees, the ranches, the, the, the big farms, that's part of District 4. Goes right down to Flora, picks up the northeast corner of the, of, of the Lake Caroline development. And then it follows Route 22 and Cox Ferry Road all the way out to the county line. You're about halfway mm. to Vicksburg when you get there. Mm. Then it scoots around very <laughs> narrowly down Livingston Road and Pocahontas Road, and it goes through my neighborhood, Twin Lakes, Lake Lorman. That's where I live. And then it goes all the way down to County Line Road, right through Tugelo College, and follows County Line Road past North Park Mall to the Amerigo Restaurant and a little beyond it. I got you. So it's got something of everything that's in Madison County, Farm City, everything you want in Madison County is in the district someplace. So you pretty much uh, you try to touch uh, all corners of this district? Yeah, absolutely. When I, when I, even as an incumbent, I have to petition for re-election. Uh, I decided that I would get signatures from every one of my 14th precincts, and I did. In this campaign, I have visited and knocked on doors in all 14 precincts, and mm-hmm. I have more precincts by far than most of the others. Another commissioner has 12. I've got 14. Wow. Folks, again, we're talking with Dan Dickinson. That's November 7th, District 4. When you see the name, give him your consideration. One of the things, folks, uh, the last, I guess, since 2016, since President Trump assumed office, uh, all these positions that became more important, or at least we became aware of how important they are. They are. And uh, uh, people who want to destroy our democracy are targeting these these seats, DAs and uh, Mm -hmm. election commissioners and offices that, you know, 
in the past, many people wouldn't even go down that ballot that far. Right. I've often said that the election commissioner is the most most important obscure office anybody's ever heard of. You know, I think I told you last time when I knock on the door and say, "Hey, I'm Dan Dickinson. I'm your election commissioner." I get this blank look. You know, what the heck is an election commissioner? Which, in a certain sense, is good. If they know too much about us, it's because WLBT is rolling through the the polling place doors saying this happened, that happened, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. We don't want that, but at the same time, people have to realize. There are a few things in this country more important than assuring a clean vote and an accurate account. Again, Dan Dickinson, he's on the ballot November 7th, District 4 in Madison County.、Uh, he's going to help stabilize the process. Madison County's got a lot of things going for it, and one of the things is their elections are ran, pretty much ran as clean as can be possibly had, and we had tipped to him. So, what, well, you're running for reelection. Why? What are some of the positive reasons that make you want to do it one,、uh, four more years? A couple of things, Kim. I mean, we have made a lot of progress. As I mentioned last time, we have had a generational improvement in the cleaning of our election rolls、uh, for the first time in over 30 years. We actually have less registered voters than we have adult,、uh, <laughs> adult Madison citizens. That may not seem like a great accomplishment, but it's taken us a while.、Mm-hmm. We've improved training, <laughs> we've improved poll worker pay, et cetera. But there's more, thing, more that we, we should be doing. One of the things that the state is developing, which I am very excited about, is the state is going to start doing audits of our elections. That is really important. I mean, everybody has an opinion about elections. Some people say, well, it was good. Other people say it was bad. But until you look at it objectively based on the law, you, you, really, you really can't know where you are, and, and you, you really don't know what needs to be improved. In my business career, which is over 30 years in quality management as a co- corporate director of quality, You know, I, I participated in and conducted some of the most strict, rigorous audits you can imagine. We, we dealt in the food industry. All of our plants were safe quality food certified. That is an extremely rigorous standard、mm-hmm. uh, imposed by some of the most powerful、uh, food companies in the world.、Uh, I understand how audits work, I understand what, what they demand of you and what they can give to you. Right. Well, folks, again, we're talking with Dan Dickerson. District 4, he's on the ballot November 7th. Now, you told us about the positives.、Uh, has there been anything about the whole thing? Mickey said,、oh, I'm going to chunk this and go to the house and play with my grandkids. <laughs> What are the negatives of being an election commissioner? Well, I, could, <laughs> I could tell you a lot about that, but I'll talk to my wife about that. <laughs> the negatives is, in, in particularly in our environment, there are people, and I don't want to part design this because it's all over.、Mm-hmm. That they want to drive a, the partisan ram you know,、yes. thing right into the, into the precinct door. And you really got to fight them back.、Uh, we, you know, partisanship has its place in the public square, it's important, but it has no place at all in the polling place.、Mm-hmm. In, in the polling place, we don't want us versus them. In the polling place, we may be Republicans, we may be Democrats, we may end up be independents, but in the polling place, we should all be treated as Americans. And there has been partisanship in this election, and I, I regret it. I don't think that's good for our country.、Uh, it isn't good for our republic. Again, Dan Dickerson, District 4, November 7th, he's on the ballot. Now, so it has these challenges, has these positives, but at the end of the day,、uh, you want a fair election for everyone. You're on the ballot, there's no finger on the scales as far as what you're、Correct. doing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's what it's all about.、Mm-hmm. You know, to me, and I, I've told this to our, our, our poll workers, 
I, you know, I, I've managed a lot of people in my life. And, you know, I, it's always been my belief that you hire for attitude and you train for skills. You can mm. have all kinds of skills in the, in the world, but if you don't have the right attitude, it, it doesn't get you any place. And when I say the right attitude, I want people that show respect for all voters, not just their kind of voters, right. all voters. I want people who show respect for all poll workers. That's right regardless of what party they may or may not be representing or associated. And I want the public, by the way, and, and other politicians to show respect for our poll workers. They do a fantastic job. Uh, they're some of the most dedicated and some of the most respected people in the community. And the third thing, I want respect showing, shown for people's votes. We fight to make sure that everybody gets their right to vote. There has to be a qualified vote. There's no doubt about that. If the vote is not legal, it needs to be tossed. But the legal vote, we, we want those votes. We want people to come and cast those votes. We want those votes respected. And again, it doesn't matter where they're coming from, so long as they're qualified legal, of course. Dan Dickinson, District 4, November 7th. Now, Dan, uh, we're coming up on a break, but when we come back, I want, and this is a little off script, I guess, if you will. Sure. Give me, if you can recall, some of the most concerning things you saw happen in the election, on election day or in the election process that raised your eyebrows and got, you know, raised your danders also. We're talking with Dan Dickerson. A hotline number is 879-0002. Brought to you by Complete Exteriors, Roofing and Gutter. You got a question for Dan? You got a question about election day? Got a question about your vote? Give us a call. All right, folks, we're back. Dan Dickinson's in the studios with us, called back by popular demand after his last appearance here. We got a clamoring, demanding his presence here one more last time. So we uh, acquiesced on fear of, uh, you know, possible harm, bodily harm if we didn't follow up. I don't mind a little pipe purple. Just go ahead. Keep at it. (laughs) But anyway, he's here with us. Dan, I ask you, have you seen anything that just raised your eyebrows and uh, raise your dander uh, in the whole process in your four years of conducting elections? <laughs> I, w- I won't talk about my four years conducting elections because we haven't had any really interesting stories of that nature. Right. But prior to doing this, I've been a poll watcher, and way back in time I was actually a county chairman, and I've seen a lot of things. As a poll watcher, some of the things I've seen, again, this is not during my term of service. This is not all Madison County. But you'll walk in and see people wear a sweatshirt advocating one of the candidates on the ballot. I've seen that happen. Uh, Several times I've walked in, we have sample ballots posted on the wall. Uh, You walk in and the sample ballots all have little circles made (laughs) telling you who should be voted for. I've seen that. Uh, Voter assistance is always a problem, always something that we caution our, our, our poll workers about. Mm-hmm. People who are, are, who are uh, disabled, blind, or illiterate are allowed voter assistance in the state of Mississippi. That's the law. And they can ask almost anybody to provide that assistance. Okay. There are a couple, they can't ask a candidate. They can't ask a poll watcher. They can't ask their boss. But most people they can ask. But the key is they've got to ask. I've seen people hang around outside the poll work room door, swoop in on somebody that they think might be possibly disabled, and volunteer to help them, then walk right up to the poll booth, mm. and then not walk away mm. when the person is casting the vote. When they're 
disabled, you show them where the, the, the where to place the marks, and then you're required to walk away so that they get to vote in privacy. They have the same rights that anybody else does. I've seen that abused. Right. That that's happened. Uh, so you know there are abuses that go on. I can't say for a uh, fact that they never happen in Madison County. There's no such thing as perfection, <clears throat> but we really try to train our, our our poll workers to be on alert for this. And we told I tell people. If a poll watcher catches something like this that we miss, don't argue with them. Correct it and thank them because we're both there to give sure a clean election. Dan Dickinson, District 4, November 7th. Looking for your consideration. All right, a question came in. What uh, is the process, if any, to protect uh, the process from poll workers or others, uh, poll watchers who are not registered to vote or who may be convicted felons? Can you be a convicted felon and be in those positions? No. Okay, either one of them. No. And what the process is, for an election commission, it's pretty simple. When I recruit a poll watcher or somebody wants to be a, a poll worker, I'm sorry, somebody wants to be a poll worker, I go into the state election management system, mm-hmm. and it will tell me whether the person is an active, an inactive, purge voter, okay? The only person that I can consider is somebody who is an active voter. And I will write down from my records, it won't be on any records I mail to the poll, what their number is. Now, if they're inactive by something they can correct, let's say that they, they're inactive because they moved from one part of the county to the other. Well, we can get them a change of address phone, get that corrected before right. they work in the polls. That's not a problem. But if they're a criminal or something like that and they're disenfranchised voters, they won't work for us. Where you can run into problems is the political parties, and I'm not criticizing this, it's state law. The political parties have a right to conduct their own primaries. And we as an election commission, under law, have no standing to interfere in that. They can contract with us if they wish to. If they don't, then they can run their own thing. So so the parties themselves could hire someone with a a sketchy pad. And and I'll be fair to them. I think it's probably inadvertent. I I wish they'd just call us up with their list and say, could you check out these people and see if they're okay. Well, Sometimes times, they might do yeah, that. If they come in and they're breathing, they take who they can get. Yeah. But it, it's hard. It, you know, I've, I, I, in Madison County, I did a lot of work for one of the po- uh, political parties in their primaries. And I can tell you, it is very hard for political par- parties to pull off a primary. They're not <laughs> used to it. It's not, they don't have the expertise. They don't have the training. They have to, as you say, almost take whomever will, will be willing to do it. Uh, I don't know why they want to continue running their primaries, but, again, that's their right. That's that's their right. All right. Again, Dan Dickinson, District 4, November 7th. He's looking for your consideration. Now, uh, as relates to the uh, um, poll worker, poll watcher, you're you're speaking from the standpoint of state law as as regard there. Correct. Not not just Madison County. Yeah, that's, that's correct. I mean, Another thing that's important to understand about about what an election commission does, we follow the law. Does that mean we agree with every aspect of the law? Not necessarily, but we're oath-bound to follow the law. Hmm. Again, Dan Dickinson, you see he's very knowledgeable, very passionate, and I sense that he's going to cut the pie down the middle, as he has been for the last four years. Folks, you really do need that in these positions. Uh, If you want to go partisan, all that's giggles and grin until the shoe's on the other foot. And the, the best thing you can do and hope for is that when you get up from the table on Election Day, everybody feels like they've been treated fairly. That's, that, is, that is the key for us. Dan Dickinson. Now, uh, 
So what are you doing to get, get the vote out for your campaign? Well, there, there's a bunch of things that I'm doing. Some are the standard stuff, and, and some is a little bit innovative. You know, obviously I'm doing a lot of appearances. I think a, a lot more than election commissioners have historically done. I'm not only going to our political groups, and I happen to be a Republican candidate, mm-hmm. but I've been speaking out in churches. I've, spe- I've been on the program in some of the uh, Black Bible Baptist churches. I've really enjoyed the ceremonies there. I'm talking to service organizations. Some of the service organizations won't let you make a political speech, and that's mm-hmm. fine, because I can talk about the commission's work, which is totally nonpartisan, right. and just don't mention that I'm running for re-election. That's right. Uh, I've also been visiting Democratic meetings as well. You know, I, there was a. Uh, I heard from one of your competitor stations mm-hmm. that there was going to be a big uh, meet the candidates night. All candidates have been invited. And I said, "Well, that sounds interesting," but I don't remember getting an invitation. Well, I decided I walked off, walk on over there. There were 250 to 300 people, uh, voters in Canton, and the only people that were there were Democrats. I think mm-hmm. that probably the Democrats were the only ones that got invited. Mm. But they were very kind to me. They put me on the program. I got to say my piece. Uh, they seemed to respond warmly to it because every, just about everybody wants clean elections. Right. Uh, I'm also doing some Spanish language outreach. Uh, I had been told that the Spanish-speaking population in Madison County was growing. I decided to print up 150 flip cards, half Spanish, half Spanish on one side, English on the other. Mm-hmm. Started campaigning. 150 went fast. I got 150 more. They're gone. I'm now into my st- second stack of 300, and I think they'll be gone by Election Day. Uh, uh-huh. And that's been, that's been fun doing. Well, you're willing to go into the lion's den. You go wherever there's a, a constituent, a voter, and uh, you're making your appeal. Up or down, and that's, that's admirable. Yeah, my, my district is Democratic majority, very significantly Democratic majority. Mm-hmm. If I don't speak to everyone, if I'm only going to speak to my group, I can't win. I have no chance. Mm-hmm. Well, again, you're making your appeal. Somebody there? Okay. You're making your appeal, and, and, and we applaud. Folks, we ask for your consideration. That's Dan Dickinson, District 4, on November 7th. If you see his name on the ballot, he's your huckleberry. So give him your consideration. Now, <coughs> excuse me, Dan. Now, the uh, uh, process itself on election night, right. uh, election day, rather, you'll be busy. <laughs> you bet. You won't be campaigning. You'll be out there conducting the polls. No, this, the, my campaign is over. I'm, I'm speaking at a church in Canton on 11 o'clock, and I'll probably go knocking on a few more doors. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, at 7 o'clock in the morning, we're out all over the county with the trucks delivering the voting machine. Then I have to rush back to uh, Canton where we distributed the materials to the poll managers. That'll wrap up maybe 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Election day starts for a commissioner about 5 in the morning. And if you can get out by 10, 30, 11 o'clock that night, you're doing something. And then, then you've got to pick up the machines and do the affidavit ballots the next day. Not much time for campaigning there, nor would it be appropriate. Right. A man of integrity, Dan Dickinson, District 4. And uh, that's going to be on November 7th. We have Jacob on the line. Hey, Jacob. Hello, Jacob. You on the air? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah I've got a question for uh, for your guest speaker. Go ahead. Sure. I've got kind of a terrible cell service, so I'm hoping you can hear me okay. But uh, I wanted to ask. Uh, uh, you do have terrible. It, it dropped on us, uh, Jacob, if you would give us a call back. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, and uh, what, what we'll do is just take a quick break, and when we come back, well, hopefully he'll be back by then.
All right, folks, we're back, and it is it's Thursday. Dan Dickinson's in the studios, called back by popular demand, and he's going to be on the ballot on November 7th, November District 7th. And he is the election commissioner. I commend him to you. Folks, look, you want someone in there who's going to cut the pie down the middle called balls and strikes. And he,、uh, you heard him articulate and talk about the process. Speaking of the process, somebody was asking about、uh, voter purging, role, voting,、uh, purging of the voting rolls. That, that is an excellent question. It really deserves some clarification. What does it mean to be purged? What、right. it means is to remove from the voter rolls.、Mm-hmm. If one wants to be removed from the voter's roll, how can one accomplish it? Well, one of the easiest ways is to write a letter to the election commission saying, I want to be removed from the voting rolls. I don't want to vote anymore. Does that happen? Yeah, it does. Not a lot.、Mm-hmm. I just had one two days ago. If I have 10 in a year, that's a lot. But you can get purged by just saying, I don't want to vote anymore. Got to be in writing. We got to have your signature. The most,、uh, one of the most popular ways of being purged is being deceased. But even there, it has to be proven.、Uh, we go through the obituaries every other day. Looking for people who, who have passed away and checking them against their voting records. We get death certificates from the Department of Health. We also check those. If we go to a funeral ourselves and see that the person is deceased, we have a right to be pur- to purged. But just because somebody says somebody's deceased, or we heard somebody was deceased, or. Dead is not really dead, huh? That's right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll have things come back from the post office. We'll do a mailing, and it'll come back, and the post office will stamp it deceased. Is、mm. that enough? No, it's not. Really? It is not enough. We have, and, and by the way, I found out the hard way that it wasn't enough. I actually called about that, and the person who was deceased answered the phone. So,、mm. <laughs> you know, we got to, we've got to have the proof, and we scan that proof into the system so we can match it up. And when in doubt, we do not purge.、Huh. When in doubt, we do not purge. Third way to get purged, this is also happens when you move out of the county. Then we purge you from the voting rolls. But even there, we have to have proof.、Uh, every once in a while, somebody will tell us that they're moving out of the county, and then we can purge them from the voting rolls. But again,、right. that, that doesn't happen. What will happen is what we call a trigger.、Mm-hmm. We'll mail、uh, Kim Wade a, a jury summons. We won't mail it to you because you live in Hines County, but、mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> we, we mail you、okay. a jury summons, and it comes、mm-hmm. back undeliverable. Right. When that happens, I do a couple of things, and we all do. We go into the voting system, we confirm that the jury summons went to the right person, the right address, because post office screws up too sometimes. So does Election Commission. Right. And when we do that, we make them inactive and we send them a confirmation card. Confirmation card says, Are you really not here? Basically. Sometimes they'll send it back and say, Wait a second, I'm still here.、Hmm. We put them back on the roll inactive. Often, or, or sometimes, people will say, No, I've moved. If they've moved in county, We just we keep them active. We give them a change of address. If they've moved out of state, out of county, then we confirm the purge.、Uh, we also look up、uh, alternative addresses.、Mm-hmm. I recently got an、uh, alternative address on a jury summons that came back from Carmel, California. They'd moved. They were kind enough to send the letter that I sent out to them, and now I can take them off the voting rolls.、Uh, the other two ways is disenfranchising crimes. There's a lot of misunderstanding about that. There are only 22 really bad things you can do、mm. that will get you off the voting rolls in Mississippi. They include, they include murder, bank ro- robbery, armed robbery, carjacking, rape, 
these sorts of crimes. Mm. People say, well, I got thrown off the voting wall. They, they convicted me of smoking a joint. Drug crimes do not get you disenfranchised, that alone. Probably get you elected. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be, but that will not alone get you disenfranchised. Mm -hmm. uh, people hate to hear this, oh. but there are people in Partsman State Prison who are legally voting every election. Uh, let's go to Jacob. I'm sorry, Jacob, I forgot you had gotten back through. Hey, Jacob, are you there? I'm here. Appreciate you holding, yeah. buddy. Thank you. Hey, Kim, it's, uh, I appreciate y'all taking my call. It's been a great show listening today, but I've got I've got a question. Sure. Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. There's no problem so, hearing you. Go ahead. I, I think that the majority of the citizens today are more concerned with the voting system being um, fair. And right. what I mean by that is that, you know, in the past we've seen or, or, you know, we can't trust the news sources. So my question is, is that with the videos that we've seen with poll workers closing uh, the stations after hours and you see them pulling out ballots from under a table or they're passing mm. keychains, it's got, yeah. you know, hard drives that they're putting stuff into the system or they're being able to backdoor the system after, after hours to put in false votes. How can we trust mm. what's going on today? Because it makes me feel like even if I go and vote that that vote's not going to be properly counted where it is if, if the system's corrupt. So, yeah. so what are we doing today to, to fix that? Well, Jake, that, that's really why I ran because if people feel that way about it, our system is gone. And, and there are going to be terrible consequences. I think there already have been. Nor am I naive about it. I used to live in, a long time ago in Albany County, and the kind of things that you, which has one of the longest-running political machines in the country, this is in New York. Mm -hmm. And some of the things you talked about absolutely did happen there. Uh, you know, I can't say about what's happening in other states now. I don't live there. But I would tell the voters if they, if they want to see if we're cheating, why don't they just come back by, by, by in the evening when we're – when we're processing the votes, because in our state they can walk through the door, sit down, and watch it. Uh, why don't they become involved as a poll worker? That's the best way to find out whether you should have confidence in the system. That Our, our poll workers, more, far more than election commissioners, are our best salesmen. Uh, talk to your poll worker. That's you, all, Practically everybody listening to me knows a poll worker. Talk to them and ask them if they think it's fair and honest. People won't believe the experts. They won't believe the politicians, but they will believe their friends and neighbors. Well, you know, I think it's frustrating on our end that we see right. these things happen on video, yeah. and, but nobody's being held accountable for those people that you see pulling out those ballots under the table and feeding yeah. the machines after hours. Right. And so that's what just has me concerned about this whole broken system we have is that it, as long as it's fair and impartial, I'm fine with whoever wins. Right. But when it's not fair and it's yeah. corrupt to the T where you can see the videos, to me, that's where something in this country has got to change. Yeah, that's why I ran for re-election, is to try to bring about that change. But it's only one, admittedly, it's only one election commissioner in one county, though I have the greatest respect for my, my four peers. But everybody's got to do something to make that better. That, that That's all I can tell you. Well, amen. Well, I appreciate y'all. Sure. Thanks, Jacob. Appreciate it. a good fight. All yeah. right. You know, uh, so who, 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 who authorizes machines? Is it a statewide edict? Uh, can the county supervisors themselves decide we're going in a different direction? It, had, it had not been a statewide edict until fairly recently, probably a year ago. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, Mississippi is a bottom-up state, as they call it, in elections. There are actually 83 separate county elections in the state, not one statewide election. And we actually certify the results the Election Commission does. We'll certify who, run, who, who won the presidential election in Madison County mm -hmm. and send that to the Secretary of State. 
But there were problems with that. We had some machines out there that, frankly, were not very reliable. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had some counties engaged in some fairly backward practices that were not conducive to the kind of transparency we want. So the state stepped in in last year, I think about last year, and they decided that everybody would go over to uh, the ESS D200 scanner, which is what you see used in Madison County. I know Rankin County uses. I think I think Hines does, but I'm not yeah, quite yeah, sure. Yeah, they use, I think they they use ESS, whether it's the same that's right. machine. And that's know. now been mandated statewide. Oh. And, and, and so long as we mandate the right machine, <laughs> I think that's a good idea. And, and I think we go out to conventions of election officials. Uh, we look at all the other products. I've seen a Dominion product, for example. We think this one is the best for our state because it's the most transparent. It's the easiest to operate. But the only it's th- the hardest to screw up. The, the, the whole thing, though, when, when we talk about what is the best machine, yeah. whichever one requires the less uh, uh, handling, uh, oppor- like the caller was just saying, opportunities for fraud or Absolutely. doing whatever. So it's not complicated in terms. You ought to no. look at the. Wait a minute. So I've got to take this and then I got to put this over. You don't have to do that. Not electronically. That's just unacceptable. Correct. But that's a state edict for this particular. Because ESS obviously was their criteria was the standard that the state wanted. So Correct. And right. these they, they need to change it at the state level because th- this is unacceptable. Yeah. I mean to have this much handling between the time somebody's ballot is cast and the time is counted. There's just too many hands in this. Yeah. But. Well. Just my opinion. Okay. We're talking with Dan Dickerson, and he's a District 4 incumbent election commissioner. On November 7th, he's looking for your consideration, and uh, he's running hard. Dan, you've been going door to door, huh? Yes, I have. I, you know, <clears throat> of all the things that I do in campaign, I'm doing radio ads and other things. I like door to door. I've always liked door to door. You meet some fantastic people doing that. You have a couple bad experiences, usually with dogs, but uh, mm-hmm. see, I mean, some of the, you know, I was just just the last couple of weeks. I was in uh, Kearney Park area, and there was an older couple. They obviously didn't have a lot, but they, their main concern was what's happening to our country. They weren't mm-hmm. worried about the fact that their car was old, their house wasn't the nicest house you'd see, and that really that really touched me. I mean, these are people that are probably in their seventies, and they're worried about the future. Another thing I saw, I've seen a lot, not, not just this, but I've seen, I've seen a lot of African-American couples mm-hmm. living in very wealthy de- developments, sending their kids to school. You know, it shows that the prosperity in the state is spreading to everybody. People are, of all types of people are benefiting. I think that's fantastic. I was in, uh, in just around here, not very far from this room. I was going down uh, Pocahontas Road, or I think it was Robinson Springs, and this lady had a memorial it was kind of a memorial flower garden, and mm-hmm. it had statues and all of that. And it was a memorial to all, not, not only her disabled brothers who had served in the military and had gotten wounded, but it was a memorial for all disabled veterans. And this is, again, a woman who didn't have a lot, but she took all that time to put all these beautiful things out there just in their honor. I mean, what, what fantastic people we have out there. It's just, it's just amazing. Absolutely. And it really, really, it, it, it psychs you up, <laughs> you know, about, mm-hmm. about, about the people when wow. you see those things. Makes you proud of being American. It does. It does. Dan Dickinson, District 4, November 7th. Let us take a break. We'll be right back. All right. The final few minutes of the first hour of the Kim Wade Show. Was somebody there? Okay, Dan, 
Uh, we're allowed to the last few minutes. You want to give us your altar call, let people know what you want them to do? and yeah, Absolutely. I, I like talking about elections so much that I forget that I'm supposed to be here getting you to vote for me. So first thing you can do is vote for Dan Dickinson on November 7th. Other things you could do, go to my Facebook page. I tend to write a lot about elections, sometimes about my campaign, but sometimes about the kind of issues we're talking about. That's Dan Dickinson on elections at Facebook. Second, spread the word. If you want free, fair elections, if you want poll workers that are courteous and professional, tell them about, our, about my campaign, what we're trying to do. Talk with the people you don't agree with on other issues because we need everybody in favor of clean elections. Uh, this is one thing that you could have some commonality with, with friends that might not agree with you on other issues. The most important to keep in mind is this election is just a small part of a bigger puzzle to help us put together the America that many of us knew many years ago, an America where elections were free, they were fair, they were accurate, and you walked out not feeling divided. You walked out with a sense of strength and a sense of pride in our republic. That's what we've got to get back. I'm, I'm fighting to get that back. My fellow commissioners are too, by the way. We need your help. All right, we have a caller. We have J.J. Sure. Hey, J.J. Hey, what's going on, Mr. Kim? How are you doing, sir? Uh, all right. Okay. Good deal. Hey, quick question. Thanks for taking the call. I just want to ask the, the guests a question. Does your, uh, y'all's voting machines, if, if y'all are employing those, do they use a voter algorithm, a mathematical no. algorithm, or they do a straight one-for-one count? They, they do a one-for-one count. Okay. It's on so the my, flash drive. And keep in mind, every vote in Madison County and the state, once they're all adopted, is backed up by a paper ballot that is initialed. And the paper ballot and the recount trumps the flash drive. Okay, so the paper ballot. Okay, great. Yep. I just wondered because to that, me it doesn't make sense to have. W- without that out- paper ballot, I would be totally against the system. But we do have the paper ballot. Yeah, I, yeah, because I see no reason to have a mathematical algorithm. Why, why do you need an algorithm when, when one plus one is two and one? No, I'm one, with you. <laughs> when yeah, one, one is one. one yeah. yep, I'm with um, you. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to ask that question because I'm I'm not for systems with algorithms. They just they make zero sense. Yeah, that's right. Paper uh, ballots, paper <laughs> ballots. We need the scanner, but paper ballots in the end. And that's what Dominion has a lot uh, al- algorithms. That's why uh, the lawsuit against them should have. Anyway, that's yeah. another show. Yeah. But Dan Dickinson again, hey. folks. He's going to be on the ballot uh, this Tuesday. And can they still vote? Uh, are they taking walk-ins or what's going on? They, the last chance to vote absentee is Saturday at up to noon at your circuit clerk's office. Mm-hmm. So uh, be there or be square. But frankly, I'd prefer to see you at the polls. But mm-hmm. absentee or at the polls, please vote for Dan Dickinson. Keep in mind, I can't ask you to vote for me during Election Day, so I've got to do it now. Yeah, he, <laughs> and he's doing it. Folks, again, I commend him to you. Look, we want integrity. We don't want... You know, I don't care if he's if he's got an eye on the middle of his forehead and he's pink and polka dotted. We want someone who's going to. Uh, you shouldn't have told him that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we need someone who's going to cut the pie down the middle, right. be a honest broker in the counting of the vote, the casting of the vote, and the carrying out of the election process. And he's demonstrated that over the last four years, and he intends to continue that. I commend him to you. Hey, folks, thank you very much. Look forward <laughs> to seeing you at the polls. All right. Dan Dickinson, uh, we wish you all the best out there. Your social media page? Dan Dickinson on elections at Facebook. And, uh, Kim, it's always great to see you. Always great to see you. And, again, uh, folks, give him your consideration on November 7th, District 4, Dan Dickinson.